Hey, welcome to the Coach Bo Knows Podcast on the Studio Subbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor and Razor Group Studios. You can check out all things O'Connor and Razor Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bo Knows Show. Check out the Facebook page and search out for Coach Bo Knows Show. You can also email us at CoachBonosShow at gmail.com. Today is episode lucky 13.5. And uh, we have got, uh, actually, I'm sorry. No, no, this is 12.5. I'm sorry. We recorded this in between. I'm doing too many recordings. Today. <laughs> so, uh, hey, um, Ellen's with us today. Ellen Wingenter is going to be our co-host. She's, gonna be, she's with us in here today. I'm not calling you token girl. You know why I'm not going to call you token girl this week? Because I won. You won. You I won. won. Yes. If I could, I would play We Are the Champions for you because you won. Congratulations. It no longer solid. are you one law or one win, Ellen. You are now two. Two wins. I got the deuce. She's got two now. That's two for her. That's two for her. And, Deuces. And you're moving way ahead points-wise. So as you get in there, a couple more wins, you're going to do some damage and you know go higher up. So we'll see. We'll see if I can uh, sneak in the backside. So let's do a round of applause. For Ellen getting the second win in the, in the Coach Bonos Fantasy Football League. Yay! Congratulations on that. Very cool. And uh, we uh, we 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 still have the same uh, leader in the clubhouse here. Uh, I moved up a spot though. We had a we had someone in the top mo- lose. It was Henri lost. Let me look at this again here. Um, let me pull this back up. I should have had this prepped and ready. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's like Mike McHugh is still in first, and then there's. Four, five of us tied at six and four. And um, that puts me in second place, tiebreaker total points. Uh, Paul Hayward and I are exactly 2.4 points apart. Ooh. Yeah, 1,101 to 1,103 and some change. And Uncle Rico's a little further back. Uh, Barry Kingery fell from second down to fifth. And then uh, uh, Jeff Hutchins finishing up the six and four people. And uh, so right now it would be right now, if we were to go into playoffs, it would be uh, one versus four. So Uncle Rico versus uh, 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 hey, against McHugh and then Paul, which is me. So, but token girls, two games back of 11th place. And I think you're going to get there. I think you're going to get there. I, I'm going to be sneaky. It'll be yeah. good. So yeah, we don't do any chump stuff. 12th league team and you only get four teams in the playoffs. You got to have a good regular season. So, yeah, but I thought it'd be fun. We got to give you some props. You deserve I know. I, I felt really good. I was worried going into the Chiefs game, um, which I know that we'll talk about, but I had Hardman as my last player standing, and I just needed one point from him yeah. and finally got it late in the game. So now Let's talk about the Chiefs first. Let's go ahead yes. and go there first. You know what? They looked really good Sunday night. They did. And we're hearing everywhere here in Lawrence, we're hearing, are the Chiefs back? Are the Chiefs back? What do you think? Ask me after Sunday's game. That's where I bet, too, because I think they're going to lose. I I don't know is that they're going to lose. I just want to see some consistency out of the offense. Yeah, I, I think this was the week the Raiders finally showed they didn't have a head coach. And I think that's as big a part of any of it. I think, plus we saw that Derek Carr just can't play football. 
Yeah. Well, it was I mean, conclusion for the first six weeks when he played well, he, he's not a good quarterback. And, the thing of it is, though, I, I don't know how much you can put this on the Raiders coach, given that he's interim and he never had a head coaching position until yeah, Gruden got fired. I agree. But what I'm saying is that I think that game's a much better game and a much more prepared team if John Gruden's there. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they probably lose if they play that bad anyway, but. I mean, Carr usually gets his ass handed to him pretty yeah. regularly by the Chiefs with some exceptions here and there. But yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I was talking um, on the Jones report this week, and we had to pick that game, and I did pick the Cowboys. And what I brought up was the Cowboys are really good when they run the football. I actually looked it up. In all their wins this year, except for one, all their wins – In all their wins but one, they have um, thrown the they have run the ball more than they've thrown the ball. And in the games they've won, six out of seven, um, their average number of carries in the game is sixty is thirty one and a half. Um, in every game where they've had thirty one carries or more, they've won. The Chiefs average mm-hmm. give up thirty carries a game. Yeah. I mean, their defense has not been anything. And when I pulled that, it was um, in the Chiefs' four losses, their average carries in their four losses, 31 and a half. It was the same number. If the Cowboys run the football, they're going to win the game. Well, but they're playing in Kansas City, right? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It might. The thing is Arrowhead Magic, it's it's a lie we all tell ourselves. There is no real... This place is magic. There's no Seattle 12th man. There's no Superdome thing for the Saints. There's, there's none of those. None of them matter in the end. Sometimes when it comes to crowd noise, though, it does. It, but not if you run football. But I'm saying if they can't get a run game started and they have to start throwing it to reestablish a running game, yeah. that's why well, I'm just kind of like, eh. Well, we'll that's you get behind, you're going to have to throw the football. And if sure. you throw the football against the Chiefs, you're going to lose. You're going to get in a shootout, you're going to lose. Plain and simple. That's what's happened. In the games they've won, except for the, the real close game a couple weeks ago uh, against, uh, against the Packers, every mm-hmm. shootout they've won. Every yeah. team in the game the Kings rushed more against them, they've lost. Yep, makes well, sense. I'm taking the Cowboys with the caveat of they better run the football. But Mike McCarthy yeah. does not want to do that. It, I think it hurts his soul to run the football. Well, of course it does. He he's a throw first offensive guy. Yeah, yeah. But he's gonna get fired. He's, if, they, if they don't go, if they don't win the NFC, he'd get fired. The fact that he landed fired. a new head coaching position to me is wild. Anyway. Yeah, me too. They're gonna they're gonna keep the coordinators to fire the head coach. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Who knows what Jerry Jones is gonna do because he is. Uh, Unique man unto his own self. I'm glad you said Jerry Jones. Have you seen Bob Costas' new TV show on HBO? No, I haven't. Okay. Bob Costas has got a new show. You know, he had On the Record. Yeah. Uh, back on the Record. Yep. Really good. Um, he does his thing. He does like a little thing at the, be- at the beginning, a little thing at the end, and he does an interview. He has mm-hmm. Bomani Jones on. Okay. And I'm a huge Bomani Jones fan. I yep. that dude super smart. I think that he has really good takes. And while I don't agree with all of his takes, obviously, 
Um, I think that he has some really good ideas. They talked a lot about the Washington football team this past week. Mm-hmm. And Balmani was saying, hey, why don't you just make them sell the team? They work for the Clippers in the NBA. That's what the NFL should do. And they won't do it. They mentioned all the reasons why they wouldn't do it. But Jerry Jones sure. is doing an interview with Bob Costas live. And you can see that there is an old guard of owners. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dan Snyder. You can see it plain as day in that interview. I was so – and I like Jerry Jones on the business side. Mm-hmm. They mentioned he bought – he had to basically mortgage it all to get the Cowboys in 1987 when he bought the team for $180 million. $180, one of those two numbers. Uh, Forbes now says the Cowboys are worth $6 billion. Yeah. He made a lot of money. Good for him. This is America. Get your money. I'm not, he ain't hurting nobody. Um, done everything you can do has become really the voice of the owners in the NFL. Yeah. But you can tell he was there to protect Daniel Snyder. And he was talking about how Roger Goodell's done a great job as commissioner. <laughs> and the, the thing about that is that, yeah, he's done a great job because he's protecting the owners from their other right. and the outside interest. He's kept the barbarians at the gate many times. It, as far as that being Roger Goodell's job, he does a really good job. But it was brought up in light of the uh, report that Roger Goodell makes $60 million a year. Ridiculous. That's a lot of money. And but when you think about it, these 32 owners, the lowest valued team is $1.5 billion. Billion. With four or five teams worth upwards of four plus billion. Well, and did you see that the Packers are uh, issuing new shares? Yes. Now, did you see what they have to do with it, though? They can, uh, if they issue new shares of stock, people yeah. who don't know, the Green Bay Packers have, they're, a, they're owned by the municipality of the Green Bay, and they issue shares of stock. It's like you can buy, you know, you know, any stock on the stock market, you can buy Packers stock. Um, the Packers are going to issue 300,000 new shares of stock at $30 a share. 300. $300 a share. I thought it was okay. $300 a share. You get like a certificate. It's very much uh, commemorative more than anything. It wow. is. You get a discount at <coughs> a store at Lambo, yeah. that kind of stuff. They do have a shareholders meeting every year, though. Yeah. Well, the thing they have to do with any monies from new, is from new shares being issued has to be uh, used for upgrades and for maintenance on Lambo Cook. Okay. Yeah, can't be used for any other reason. That's part of the part of the agreement. And I think that's a pretty cool idea. So basically they're saying, hey, we don't want to charge this back to the local people because they can't raise enough tax money anyway in Green Bay. You know, they don't want to charge it to the state. They don't want the state, somebody to come in yeah. and help buy and build them a new stadium. Instead, they're going to raise what it was three hundred thousand shares or three hundred dollars share, something like that. I just happened to see that was a higher price point than what I had bought, you know, fifteen years ago or whatever the last issuance was. If that's the correct numbers, three hundred a share for thirty for three hundred thousand shares, uh-huh. it's ninety million dollars. That's that, a pretty that, good number to do some upgrades to Lambo. Yeah, that'll clean up the place. Yeah, they'll get to, maybe they'll figure out something to snow out of there during game day. No, no, no. That's part of the charm. The ball should be played in the dome in the winter. No, Bo. No, You're such a curmudgeon. You and your no DH no and no snow. Football. There's no reason for players to get hurt playing in the snow. Oh, goodness. Not that level of players. 
Not, not when people's livelihoods are based on it. Plus, you got fans who go out there, get too drunk, don't wear enough clothes, and get fucking frostbite. That's their own problem. It is their own problem. Sometimes we got to help people make some decisions. They would do it if they, there was a dome, too, because they tailgate outside. And, you know, not everywhere do they tailgate. Um, okay. Hey, let's talk. I want to jump to something real quick. We'll come back to some football stuff here in a second. Well, that, yep. NFL stuff in a few minutes. But uh, can you beat Texas? Oh, my goodness. So... I was at a birthday party. One of my good friends turned 40 today and he had a surprise birthday party on Saturday. There was a couple KU folk there and uh, I kept getting text messages from people. Are you watching the game? What's going on? I showing my coworker like, Hey guys, look at the score. And at one point I look up enjoying the evening greatly look at my phone and see that it's in overtime. KU's got the ball. I go outside, pull it up on my phone to see the two point conversion. That's the only thing I saw. It was such a terrible play. They got so lucky. I mean, that, that was such a bad play call. But he was, he, when he dragged across the end zone, he was open the entire way. Here's where I don't like the play call. You don't let the defense defend the whole field. You basically cut off to, to half or less of the field. I hate rollout plays at the end zone. I just, I just hate it. I despise unless the ball is coming right out of your guy's hands. Don't you're doing a quick bootleg to just throw a dart within the first second of the play? I don't want to run that play down there. Okay. Well, so I didn't like the two point conversion, the play call. It worked because the kid made an outstanding play. So we're going to shout out Jared Casey. Yeah, the fullback and uh, caught the two point uh, conversion to win the game. And uh, first off, I do say I do like the fact they went for two. Yes, but that was a great idea. I thought going for two and saying we're not going to play around this shit. I'm trying to go back and forth. All that that was great. So my man Jared Casey, I know nothing about this guy, but he's my man now because if I like fullbacks, fullbacks are on my list of people who deserve more props. Uh, Jared Casey uh, signed two NIL deals after that catch. One with Applebee's here in Lawrence. Yep. And then with the car dealership in Topeka. We're not mentioning the car dealership by name because I don't like car dealerships. So I know who it is. I'm not going to mention. But, it's still uh, fantastic, though. And that... Fantastic for the kid. He goes out, he catches a he catches a two-point conversion, gets him a little bit of money. Hey, I hope he gets a little bit of money. He had not played an offensive snap for KU this year before yep. that game. Yeah, and the I'm sure everyone has seen it now on Twitter, the video that his parents had yeah. of him winning and their reaction. It was yeah. just so perfect. Yeah, I was I was so happy for the kid, and I was I was happy for KU. You know, I I'm I'm not a Jayhawk, but I will. You're I, a Jason. I'm a, I'm a Jason, and so I was rooting for them. I was also rooting for them hard this week because I hate Texas. I hate Horns Texas. down. Yep. Horns down. Always. It doesn't matter who they play. Yeah. The University of Baghdad with Saddam Hussein, the quarterback, I'm still rooting for them over <laughs> I despise all things Texas. So just, oh, just bothers me. But I, um, I just wanted to, I was so glad to see that. I'm so glad to see that they did that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on the other hand, Texas also got handed basketball to them by Gonzaga the same night. So nice. I'm all for for Texas losing. 
Uh, for sure. KU catches a, a, a Big 12 win for the first time in how many years? Well, so we beat Texas five years ago, but yeah. this was the first road win in the Big 12, I think, since 2008. Yeah. Texas is now one, two, three, four. It's now four and five. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, how sorry. Sark. They're four and six. The yeah. five-game losing streak. Sark, I, I, I mean, the boosters gave him a lot of money to come to, to Texas, but I don't know how much they'll pay to get him out. Ooh, you know, you can't, you can't fire guy after one season, can you? It's Texas. Who the hell do you think they're going to get? Uh, and they think they get Ogeron. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I can just see it now. Go horns. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hey, that reminds me, we are going to have a new podcast coming to the um, um, to the network. It actually what? started, started this week. Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Let me get it pulled up here. Uh, Tyler Jones, the uh, the godfather, told me that we got a new podcast starting. Um, we're going to talk about because we're talking about Texas. So, Texas fans, your therapy session is here. You lost to KU again. This is called the Bevo Boys Podcast with Joe Scanlon and Creighton Branch. It officially joined the Studio Soapbox Network this week. They joined on Monday. Uh, they'll have episodes every Monday. If you're a fan of the Longhorns or like anything about the Longhorns, you can check them out on Apple, Spotify, all the places that you find all of our podcasts. You can find their podcast. Um, I'll be on their show in a couple of weeks. They're going to be on here in a couple of weeks. Nice. So looking forward to it. And they are not snooty UT guys. They are going to make fun of UT as much as we do. Right. Um, which I really, really love the fact that they're doing that. They're they're willing to take some grief. Again, this was they were they were telling Tyler the Sunday night when Tyler and I spoke, he told me about the podcast and he said it they're 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 they did a live pod, a live recording at the game. <laughs> the game they had people walking by and doing stuff. It was he said it was pretty funny. I imagine so, uh, so. Yeah, so give Joe and Creighton a listen. I'm going to be listening to it. I haven't heard this week's yet, but I will hear on my travels this weekend. And uh, if, if you're a Texas fan, go for it. And if you're just like me, you're a Texas hater, enjoy that part. So uh, check that out as well. So uh, so heads up, big ups to, uh, to KU and all that. Everything going on. KU basketball is looking great. We had a couple of had a, had a big win. Fantastic. Uh, looked real strong against Michigan State. Uh, beat Texas Tarlington. Play Stony Brook tomorrow. So we're kind of working out all the kinks. Jalen Wilson will be back um, from his DUI suspension. So we'll see kind of over the next few weeks how the the um, lineup takes shape. And then next week they're in Orlando for some good games over the Thanksgiving uh, weekend. They do have they do play in one of those weekend Thanksgiving weekend tournaments. Yep. Again, I don't follow them as close. I should be. Shout out to my man, Fred Quarterbond. All right. Um, a couple of things I want to get into real quick. Did you watch did you look at the college football playoff rankings? I did not. <laughs> okay. I don't know what crack they're smoking over there, but it's the same crack they've been smoking for the last couple of weeks. Now we do here at Soapbox Studio Network, all the hosts, we have a top 25. This was the week where I flipped my vote. I ranked Ohio State ahead of Oregon, but I also ranked Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Okay. I think those two teams are better. Now, I granted, I think both, both teams lost to those two teams. Ohio right. State lost week one to Oregon. Michigan lost a couple weeks ago to Michigan State. 
I went with the eye test on both of them, put them both higher. I think both Michigan and Michigan State stink. I think Michigan State's going to get clobbered this week by Ohio State, and Michigan's going to get clobbered by Ohio State next week. But college football playoff is still smoking that crack where they have Oregon ahead of Ohio State, but they have Michigan ahead of Michigan State. They did the opposite. Mm-hmm. They're not being consistent with the rules. All I ask for is consistency. If I can do it in my top 25 poll, why the fuck can't they? Money. Yeah, so that, that's what it comes down to. So I'm only going to go one through five. It's uh, UGA, Georgia's one, Bama's still two, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm still crying foul until Cincinnati's in the playoff. Um, I did see that Oregon is actually a three-point underdog this week at Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I if you're looking at it as far as favorites and, and, and underdogs, it, Oregon's ranked three in the country, but they're an underdog at Utah this week. Utah has put unbelievable at home. That was a really tough game for me to pick on Tyler's podcast. Um, but I just don't see why Cincinnati's not getting any love. Um, I saw that um, the rest of the rankings, uh, well, nothing that I was, nothing that after that, I was like, I don't get it, the love for the Big Ten. So I, it was Michigan, six is Michigan, seven is Michigan State, Notre Dame is eight, Oklahoma State's nine. Wake is 10. Oklahoma fell over to 13 after their yeah. loss last week. Told the world they were a scam. Did I not tell everybody? You I'm did. Scam. I've, been, I've been on that since the I've been on that since Tulane had them beat. Tulane's one and nine. Tulane had them beat. That game was one more minute. Tulane wins that game. So did uh, Kansas. So yeah. yeah. And they play horrible at Kansas. Yeah. Oklahoma's a fraud. Absolute fraud. Lincoln Riley, we'll talk about him in a minute as well. I know why he's not busy. He's busy looking at freaking houses in Baton Rouge. Um, but, yeah, I just don't understand the love for Wisconsin at 15, Iowa at 17, uh, but those are the last two. In my maybe, top 25 poll, I didn't rank either Wisconsin or Iowa. You know, maybe it's You're just a, a fallback to the idea of the Rose Bowl and having that Big Ten, Pac-12 game, yeah. and we no longer have that. Yeah. And honestly, we all know that they're trying to get Harbaugh in the big game, yeah. finally. They're, they're trying to get Harbaugh into the playoff as, much, as quickly as they can. But Wisconsin has beaten nobody, except for Iowa. Iowa hasn't beaten anybody. The only reason that Iowa is still even ranked, in my view, again, they're 8-2, and two, but they haven't beaten a single top ranked team. And they got all the way up to number two in the rankings earlier in the year just by process of elimination. Yeah. And then they lose and come on down. And they've been horrible since they were number two. They lost two in a row. They're going to lose in the game. I mean, it's – it's. let's see, Iowa comes up with uh, – they have Illinois, then they're at Nebraska. So they, they probably won't lose in the game. But, I mean, again, it's Illinois and Nebraska. Their losses are Purdue and Wisconsin. Their wins against ranked teams – you can say they were ranked when they played Indiana week one. We know who they are. Yeah. Iowa State's no longer ranked. And Penn State was in the top five when they played Penn State. But Penn State has done nothing. And they're not ranked anymore. So I, I won't hear the excuse of, well, they've beaten some good teams. They haven't beat anybody. So I'm, I'm done with the college football playoff. It's just been a scam. The originally coach coach Bo top five, if you want it, is Georgia, Cincinnati, Ohio State, Bama, Oregon. 
I will put Oregon ahead of Bama next week if they beat Utah. Okay. I will move them back ahead. Of, I'll move them ahead of Bama if Bama wins, even if Bama wins. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, Georgia will handle the Bama problem for us, and then Ohio State's going to win out. Oklahoma's not going to win out, though. No. That was one of the concerns that those of us rooting for Cincinnati was hoping for. Like, oh, no, we can't have Oklahoma win out because they're going to go. Well, they lost, so screw them. And they're going to lose again because they got to play Oklahoma State twice. It's like, yes, Bedlam's so, going to be a mess. Yeah, so we're going to get to that. Um, while we're on rankings, I got my power rankings for the NFL. The NFL, it's just been – this is parody. This is what parody is. Yes. This is kind of ridiculous. So there's no one lost teams anymore. We only have four teams, two losses. Those four teams are the Tennessee Titans, Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, and the Arizona Cardinals. So you'll see in my top five, I did not go by record. But then we have in the AFC, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams that are five and four or better. Okay. So that being parity, and over 500 is nine teams out of 16. It's, it's, I mean, the Patriots are back. They're now a half game behind Buffalo. So weird. Yeah, they're just playing well. So I was looking at something, you know, you can tell like Super Bowl contending teams are yep. teams that are in the top 10 in both offense and defense. Mm-hmm. The, there are four of them currently. The Green Bay Packers, the Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis, the uh, I'm sorry, I almost said St. Louis Rams, the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. You know who the fourth one is? Let me guess, New England. New England Patriots. The New England Patriots. Huh. Wild. I was saying with Tyler all through the offseason and through the season last year when I was doing my Coach Bo's football fix over there, he's playing checkers or showing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. He knew what he was doing last year. He cleared out his roster. He let Tom Brady get all the accolades. Go ahead and go to Tampa. Bella checks out smarting everybody again. Maybe. He, he hedges bets with Cam Newton. He got Mac Jones. He liked what he saw in Mac Jones. He's going with Mac Jones. I'm not sure that Mac Jones is the answer, but apparently he thinks so, and that's good enough for me if it's good enough for Bill Belichick. Mac I'm Jones no, is certainly surprising everyone. Yeah, I'm no Bill Belichick fan. I'm no, no Patriots fan, but – if Bill Belichick says something, I'm going to believe just because he knows a shitload more about football than I do. So uh, my top five, Tennessee Titans at one. I just think. Even without Derrick Henry? Adrian Peterson looked great. They're going to go committee with AP getting the majority of the carries. And I think running back is the most replaceable position in the NFL. I just yeah. don't know how durable AP is going to be. The man is old. Yes, but you don't have to give him all the carries. He's going to be their goal line guy. He'll be their guy on third and one. He'll get a few extra carries. He's going to get 15 carries a game, 12 to 15. They got a couple other guys. You know, I, it's not about replacing Derrick Henry. It's about keeping the offense the same where they run the football first and use their play action. Mm-hmm. They do that better than everybody in the league. It helps when you have Derrick Henry. And it is a big drop-off going to Adrian Peterson in a committee. But yeah. I, I like what they got there. So I, the Titans defense is, again, the top 10 defense as well. Um, I got the Packers at two. 
Rodgers is back. They're playing well with him. Um, they're going to they're going to cakewalk their division. They're already three games up, you know, with what seven to play. So I mean, it's they've got they've got that wrapped up right now. They would have home field advantage in the NFC. I have the Bucks at three. Um, this is more because I got a whole lot of teams kind of tied after this. It's hard to bet against the Bucks. They're just loaded with it's like an all star team in many ways. Do you have any concerns after Sunday's game? Yeah, I do. I have some concerns. They're not running the football enough. And I have some concerns there. You can't think that Tom Brady's going to throw the ball 40 times every game. Sure. So get back to the play action, get back to short throws. The league's also an up and down league. They didn't play well this past week against Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're going to have a stinker. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to everybody. Nobody right. goes, nobody's going to go 17 and up. No. It, I, I'll say this I feel really confident in my lifetime, it's not going to happen. I would agree. I mean, just going from 16 to 17 games, you're adding it one piece. It's an infinite kind of piece. Yeah, I just I think that's going to happen. I got Buffalo at four. I would have had Buffalo higher, but they stunk it up two weeks ago against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And that game is kind of sticking in my crawl a little bit. Um, I had Buffalo as high as one for a large portion of the season. Yeah, you did. And, and that game really stuck it to me because if you lose to Urban Meyer, Nine six. That's a problem. <laughs> I mean, really, that's that's a problem. Uh, nine six is actually what time it is in Alabama when you when you're an LSU fan because we beat them in Alabama one year nine six. Yeah, that was a terrible game though. I mean, I like defensive games, but nine six is never a good thing. They got us back though. They, we never crossed the fifty in the championship game against them. Very true. Mm. I've got less miles fired. That's the game we got less miles fired. Yes. Uh, number five, we got the Rams. Uh, Rams played like like trash for the first half of the um, for the first half of the Monday night game. They did uh, not look good at they all, and they're they're a little off. They added Odell Beckham. Um, they got to get him get him right in their system, and then you've got uh, Robert Woods um, is gone out for the season. Yep, uh, they're putting a lot of pressure on that defense. That defense is really good. Jalen Ramsey did play his ass off, though. And I, I think he's the best, second-best defensive player in the league. I mean, they get the first and second-best player in the league. I do think defensively they're doing too much of the um, line Donald up over a guard, trying to sink the double team, and then he goes around, and they bring people down to the other side, trying to open up a gap for him to rush through. Yeah. Just let Donald play a gap. He can beat two guys especially when you bring Von Miller in there. Von Miller didn't play much last two weeks. So, yeah. yeah. So um, that's where we're at, NFL, that kind of stuff. Hey, let's talk about – I mentioned Oklahoma for a minute. There is a hot rumor in Baton Rouge that Lincoln Riley is going to be the next coach at LSU. That LSU is um, – and there's all sorts of people. You hear these things this time of year where such and such said that this, they saw this, they saw that. There's been no reports of Lincoln Raleigh being in Baton Rouge. Right. Um, but there is some reports that that is who they are now targeting. The initial target was Jimbo Fisher. Uh, but now it's um, Lincoln Riley with a backup being Dave Aranda from Baylor, who I think would be a really great candidate. I think Lincoln Riley is a good candidate. Here's my question. As an outside observer in your case. Okay. Is LSU a better job than Oklahoma? So it depends. I think um, 
if you want the cachet of being in the SEC, then yes, I think LSU could make sense if you think that you can compete annually with Alabama. But if you want to be at the top every season and have that chance of going to the playoffs because you're a Big 12 champ, then no, it makes sense to stay. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, Oklahoma is going to the SEC next season, and they're going to be in the West. I don't. They aren't going next season, though. It's not till twenty twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. That, that, we'll see. There was a the talk that uh, the SEC is going to buy them out of that. Well, that hasn't been confirmed, so I'm still okay. going with the calendar of twenty twenty five. So I mean, and, and they're going to be in the division with Alabama and LSU. So. I mean, I. In, if, if you look at it that way, assuming that Oklahoma is going, then I would actually prefer going to LSU because LSU knows the SEC. Yeah. Well, I, want, I mean, he, he's a good recruiter at Oklahoma, and you're going to get more recruits in the SEC. And I think, you know, being at Oklahoma, I, I don't know that it's a better job. And I'm the LSU fan here, and I don't know that it's a better gig. And, yes, LSU is going to offer him more money. If Lincoln Riley's smart here, I think he's just playing this deal to get a, to get a pay raise. I think a lot of coaches are going to use the LSU job to get a pay raise when it's all said and done. Sure. Jimbo but eventually he's going to have to do something in Oklahoma to deserve yeah. that money. And I wonder if, you know, if, if he has a breakdown here these next couple of weeks, if it's okay, it's time. The time is time for me to get going here. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was wondering about that. There's a lot of smoke on that fire of Lincoln Rally to LSU. Sure. Uh, we, we talked last week about some Major League Baseball stuff. And uh, free agency. Yeah. And have you seen what's happened in the past 48 hours? Now, we're recording this Wednesday night. This will be out Friday, couple, the last couple of days. Uh, well, today and I saw this afternoon that Verlander is sticking okay. with Houston. We've had three of the pitchers already signed. So, Eduardo Rodriguez has taken a five-year deal to leave Boston to go to Detroit. Uh, he's getting paid $77 million. Uh, Jose Barrios, or Barrios, I can't think of, I can't ever say his name right. Um, from Toronto signed a three-year extension, which he was not a free agent, but he signed an extension with Toronto being traded there midseason by Minnesota. Noah Syndergaard signed a one-year, $21 million deal with the Angels. Oh, okay. I hadn't seen that one. Just saw his like little Mets thing thing, and I yep. didn't know so what was going yeah. on so around Thor that. So now going to be uh, in, 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 in Anaheim. And then Justin Verlander, signed a one-year, $25 million deal with the Astros with a player option for the second year. Yep. Astros way overpaid. I, I, Verlander would not have gotten $25 million a year anywhere, not coming off of an injury like this. Well, um, I guess threw, that's the benefit of having been there. Yeah. I, I think it's that uh, – I think wifey likes the Texas. The Texas has no state income tax. Saving some money. <laughs> yeah. So – my man Alex Bregman is going to steal her from, from him. Uh-huh. I'll just shout out my boy Alex Bregman. So. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, the collective the CBA does expire December 1st. So I'm kind of surprised to see that the teams were coming out two weeks before this, the collective bargaining agreement expires and making some of these deals because we're headed for a lockout. Even Maybe. a temporary lockout. I, I mean, I think they'll have one be temporary. I don't think they're going to have a new bargaining agreement in two weeks. 
Yeah, no, I can't imagine that they would either, but there must be some concern on management and ownership that the players are going to have more leverage yeah. in the next go around. Yeah. Well, I think also we are, we, because the Astros throw some money at Verlander, like I said, I don't think they're going to have enough money in the coffers left to pay Correa. And so I'm, mm. we were all pretty sure Correa was leaving anyway, but it's right. kind of sealed, sealed his fate. So um, we'll talk a little bit of the free agency as it comes out. But that's, I found those to all be, I mean, in a 48 hour period, they all happened. It's like, yeah. wow. And I was most wild by it because of this before the CBA expires. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting. All right. Hey, last thing I got for you. And then uh, we're going to, I'm going to have a little interview here and we're going to come back at the end. But uh, last thing I got for you is um, I was talking to Tyler Jones. For those of you who don't know, Tyler Jones is like, he's the kind of the, he's like the head of the soapbox studio network. And, he's in charge of all the marketing, everything we do for the, for the podcast. And I was talking to him Sunday night. We were talking about the Chiefs game first, and then he brought up some things and he was looking at our numbers, the podcast. First of all, we want to thank everybody. What we've come to find out so far is more people listen to the 0.5 pod than Monday's pod, which I like, and I don't like at the same time. (laughs) I love to listen to you and I, and that people, a lot of feedback we're getting is they love our band. Great. I love that. And I love that. And we've got a very diverse audience. Um, what I have seen is that Mondays, the interviews, uh, they're getting better each week. I think the product's getting better, honestly. Um, but we're seeing that they're not, they're not as lacking in downloads. Um, but we were looking at where the downloads come from. Now, obviously, we're in Lawrence, Kansas. I'm, at least I am. That's where yep. I'm at. And our number one market is Lawrence. Our number two market is Johnson County, Kansas. Okay. Uh, number three was Denver, Colorado, which I, I'm driving that up. bus, I guess. Yeah. Ellen's driving the bus there. So she's got it. He's, he's got to take care of there. And uh, so that's where in Denver. And then um, four was Topeka, Kansas, which again, okay. close enough here. The next few were, you know, Kansas cities and, and along and around the country. There was a few others around the country, but that's probably people we know and those kind of things. Sure. But I was, I was tickled to find that we had some international listeners. Really? Uh, we had uh, three countries in particular. Um, okay. The UK, France, and Vietnam. Nice. Yeah, I was blown away by Vietnam. I was like, how is that? So then, of course, I talked to Ellen. I said, hey, did you hear about it? Let me talk to you about this. And she gave me the scoop on this. So this was a friend of yours. Yeah. So my friend, Anne, I, I shouted out Ebony and Anne a few weeks ago, my girls who were encouraging this. and. And had been um, an expat working in Vietnam for the last three years. And so she's, she was the sole person in Vietnam listening. And now she's yeah. back in the States and in LA. So we've lost our Vietnam. We lost uh, our Vietnamese listener. I was, I was going to be like, this is going to be a whole mystery. I wanted to find out who was our <laughs> Vietnamese. I'm going to offer that person to come on the show, talk about whatever you want. I mean, that sort of thing. So um, I think maybe- and Maybe shout out, I got to meet Ebony a few weeks ago. That's great. And 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 I, and I love chatting with her, you know, a couple of your Cali girls. And I I really enjoyed chatting with her. I'm, I'm we're becoming fast friends as well. So excellent. I appreciate that. And thank you, Ebony, for listening. Um, you know, get everybody listening at you know, Spotify, but you know, Google hey, podcasts, if, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your, your podcast. If you're in the UK, if you're in France, drop us a line at the email. That's where I'm going. I want to know who in the UK is listening. Now, here's what I think. What's the big TV show involving a coach right now? Ted Lasso. 
I yes. think someone saw the Coach Bono's podcast and was thinking I was like Ted Lasso. They would. It'd be wrong first off. To think, you think that I'm Ted Lasso is going to be completely wrong. But, um, and I can tell stories. I do like that part of the show that he tells a lot of stories. Yes. Um, I think Jason Stakes is really good in that show. But, uh, and we might have to talk about that show in a couple, a couple of weeks. Oh, I love Ted Lasso. Yeah, I've only watched a few episodes. So let me get caught up and then we will, we'll do a post Thanksgiving wrap up on Ted Lasso. Okay. We'll do that. Let's do that. But over Thanksgiving, I'll have a little more time. So, gotcha. We'll do that. Um, so yeah, let's. It, it'll be. I was thinking if someone thinks, well, it's going to be like American football coaches are like Ted Lasso, you know? And I'm like, well, yeah, really. You know, he's kind yeah, of a little no, bit healthy, so but I do. I I like that show. So so yeah, if you are a listener in the UK or in France, please, 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 please send us an email. Coach Bo knows show at gmail.com. Tell us why you listen, if you like it or not, what do you like, what do you not like, and we will shout you out on the show. And hell, we might even bring you on the show. We record this video, we'll bring you on. We'll make this work. So, but I really want to know. I want to know more about people who are listening to some foreign countries. I think that's just cool as hell. So absolutely. I think it's great. I was fascinated when you told me about it. Yeah. So so all right. Well, thank you, Ellen, for jumping on here. I'm going to have you hang up for a little bit. We'll bring you back at the end. Uh, I'm going to be bringing on Hayden Fallick. We're going to be talking about wrestling. I know that's going to bore the shit out of you. So I didn't want you to have to wait through all that with us. We're going to be talking about WWE and AEW and all that stuff. So uh, hang loose. We'll have uh, Hayden on here in a little bit. And uh, enjoy. And Ellen, I'll chat with you in a few. Sounds great. Hey, welcome back. Hey, I got... Uh, my man Hayden Fallick is back in. Hayden from uh, Hayden is our, our our WWE and AEW our wrestling expert here, which is one of my interests as well. Thought we'd bring Hayden in to talk. We just had AEW's Full Gear pay per view this past week, and we're going to talk a little Some bit show. about what's other. What's would you say? Sorry, Some show. Oh, the show. The, yeah, it's it, not a pay per view. I guess it's, that's how you see it, though. You got to go to pay per view to buy it. Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, or unless you have a VPN in the Fight Network, then you can just go in and watch it that way. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe you are my mysterious person in the UK who's downloading my show. Oh. <laughs> VPN. Um, Maybe. So, hey, um, but yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about Full Gear and kind of what's going on, kind of the state of wrestling right now. We're, you know, here in November, traditionally you have, in, in the WWE, you have Survivor Series, and that kind of gets you started in the Royal Rumble, which gets you into WrestleMania season. But we're not even going to talk a lot about what's going on in the ring and on the shows of WWE because they've really just been trash. Raw, SmackDown, the new That's NXT, awful. It's been all pretty bad. Um, there's it's, only it's one like watching thing. a there's only watching been one person thing. meltdown. Say that again. It's like watching an insane person meltdown on yeah. TV, and what's coming out of their head. Yeah, it's frightening. It is. So we'll talk a little bit about WWE just real quickly. We won't press too hard on this. As far as what's on TV, and I have not been watching a lot of the shows, but what I do watch is on Friday nights, I do like to try to catch anything with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. I think Paul Heyman's a freaking genius. I think he's the best thing they've got in that whole company right now. Um, yeah. It looks like it's pretty clear they're going to be moving to some kind of Big E versus Roman Reigns thing here at Survivor Series. I guess it's right to a team's kind of concept. 
and uh, you know, with Roman beating up one of the New Day guys and all this and that. But other than like Paul Heyman's interviews and Roman standing looking like a real man, and the I mean, he's got the look and everything else, and he can actually wrestle. He's gotten so much better in the last couple of years, I think. Um, you know, he beat Brock Lesnar at the um, uh, the thing in Saudi Arabia, which there was some chicanery there. So it's always an out for them to have that match again. I look at I look at the Saudi Arabia shows as almost being out of out of continuity. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I mean, there's been some stuff that's happened at those shows that they've just never acknowledged on TV, yeah. and uh, they've gotten to be a bigger and bigger part of it. But it's it's such a they're, well, they're such. I mean, yeah, Saudi Arabia. Go on. Okay, so <laughs> what they've done so far in WWE in the last few weeks, as we last chatted a few weeks ago. Um, WWE has relaunched NXT. It looks to me, like we were just talking, I think it looks like WWE superstars from 1990. It's awful. Horrible. I think it's horrible. It it reminds me of, not only does it remind me of like WWE superstars or WWF superstars from 1990, it's like, it's, it's actually worse than that. It's actually like the stuff that was coming out right around the steroid trial. Yeah. That everybody has the, their cartoon character. Yes. Um, it's just stupid. It I, could, I couldn't even watch it. And you've got a bunch of green people on there that can't, can't work at all. No. Uh, there's, of course, I mean, and then they've, they've taken like guys like Ciampa. And, you know, they're clearly just jobbers to the stars at this point. Yeah. Um, or, or holding a spot in the case of Ciampa because he's, but, I mean, it's terrible. Braun Breaker's the one. Thing they've got going for them on that show why they're not calling him braun steiner or something i have no idea yeah this is rick um, steiner's son if you know rick steiner the dog face gremlin i yeah. did see the one episode i watched braun breaker he looks great he looks great yeah um he's guy, still very green but he's good yeah and he's going to be pretty he could tell that's the one they want to put the rocket this is basically the yeah. Braun breaker show from what i can tell and um they <laughs> whoever the announcer is says He's out there like a dog-faced gremlin. And I was like, just say he's Rick Steiner's son. It's a horrible show. And, you know, if you were... <laughs> you remember Scott Steiner's tights from, like, 1991? Yeah. Like, uh, okay. If yeah. you took those tights and made them into a show, that it would look a lot like NXT 2.0. I, I said it, NXT 2.0 is only missing Doug uh, the Clown right now. It's also missing the Surge commercials. So, yeah. or what... <laughs> I want to know, so, you know, a lot of this has got, because Triple H, who was the head of NXT, has, uh, I guess, had a heart attack. I mean, they won't yep. call it that because they don't call things like that, that in WWE, but he had a heart attack for all intents and purposes and um, has not been able to book the show. So now they've, uh, Vince McMahon's two guys, which are Bruce Pritchard and John Laurinaitis, are now booking the show at Vince's direction, which it looks like, I think you said it best, an old man who's just, given up i mean he's so here's the thing about it two things one thing is it's not because triple h had a heart attack that's they they're they, they had removed him but really before that had happened mm-hmm. but You're right. the the big problem is with this is that this is the, a 70 year old man's idea about what will appeal to the youth market because yeah. the whole idea was was that they're going to try to appeal to that 18 to 35 demographic or whatever it is in this case it, it should be 18 to 49 but um they're trying to appeal even younger. So it just doesn't work. I mean, I'm not even sure that that would have appealed to that demographic in 1991, which is what it looks like. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they did put the championship on Mandy Rose. I guess that's, you know, something. Yeah, but, they, got a couple, they got a couple of but, beautiful women on there. And, and yeah, Rose, but I mean, she's she a terrible look. worker. Yeah. But get yeah. This yeah. man is 76 years old. Yeah. And he's, he's 76 years old and trying to figure out what, you know, someone who's 18 or 19 wants to watch wrestling wise. Uh, I think he doesn't understand that what he had previously is what 18, 19, you know, in the 20 yeah. companies want to watch what triple H built over there is what they want to watch. He just wasn't happy that they weren't getting the ratings that AEW was getting. Well, I think I part of it is too. No, I, I think part of it is too is that I think you're you're right up to a point, but the problem is, is that they also kept interfering. Yeah. So with 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 Triple H's product as well. So really, what 18 year olds want to watch looks a lot more like AEW, and NXT was kind of trending that way at one point, but. Uh, they, they couldn't just leave well enough alone and let these guys wrestle. They had to do the WWE Universe stuff, and that's when things started to fall apart. And it was pretty clear. It's also, you know, I also would say that they're at this point now where there really needs to be an alternative yeah. um, to WWE, and they were really at that point. And it was just never going to work no matter what they did. I mean, it, people want to change. And that's what they get with AEW, which they, they're never going to get with any kind of WWE product, whether it's NXT or anything else. Um, so NXT can now be developmental. It looks like garbage on television. The wrestlers are green, except for Braun Breaker. And, and of course, there's a few others. I mean, you know, um, like I said, Ciampa is a good example. Yeah. Uh, Dexter Loomis is still there. He's good. Um, you know, I like so, both those guys. I like Tomas Ciampa and Dexter Loomis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care for Dexter Loomis's character, um, but I mean, it's, you know, it's better than some of the, whatever that guy's supposed to be. That's like a life coach or whatever. Camera, I don't even know his name. It's yeah, stupid. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't, I don't get it. And, and so my, my question about WWE for you is this. We talked about this last time you were on. He's just trying to sell the company at this point, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's just I, trying to get Comcast to pony up the money. WWE reported their earnings, their quarterly corporate earnings, uh, week, 10 days ago, 10 days, two weeks ago, and they were the highest they've ever been. They beat their expected or what the market said that they were expecting. They beat the hell out of that number. Their stock price rose from the $60 range briefly up to 70 It's come back down quite a bit. Um, but it, it's pretty clear that's what they're doing. And right after, the day after announcing their corporate earnings, WWE released 18 more wrestlers, uh, including uh, guys like Karrion Cross, um, uh, Keith Lee. Uh, people, these are people who are being pushed on TV, especially you Karrion screw Cross. up Keith Lee. I just want to throw that out there. How do you mess that guy up? Yeah, they were they, they renamed him and repackaged him Bearcat Keith Lee. Yeah, I mean, this is stupid. I I, I I don't get how they messed that one up. I don't get how he messed up literally every person. That they've brought from the NXT roster to the Raw or SmackDown. They've messed them up. Well, he, it's because Vince didn't like the way they worked. I mean, it, uh, that's all there is to it. I mean, you know, he doesn't like this idea. He they they send him down to NXT. Look at look at Shinsuke Nakamura. He's yeah. a Hall of Famer. I mean, I mean, what do they awesome. do? They send him down there. He he. They break his connection to the crowd. Then they make him a jobber. Yeah, this and guy's now he's a Hall of Fame with... worker. He's on with some guy who's playing the guitar, playing him out to the ring. And 
This well, that's the, the improvement of what they did before. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I mean, that, so the, Rick Boogs is pretty good, though. They, at least they, at least they put him with something. I mean, they gave yeah. him some, some kind of a gimmick. Yeah. So, some kind of character for him to latch onto because, but WWE is just awful. It's, yeah. it's so, it's so hard to watch. And you know, what makes it even worse is they've got a real toxic fandom too, and that doesn't help either. Yeah. So, talk you know, about that I mean, a little bit. Tell me what you mean by that. Well. I mean, Brian Danielson is a good example. I mean, people are going on there giving him death threats for going for going to AEW. I mean, really? I hadn't heard that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's toxic. These people are just. I call them WWE stands. You don't really see this with AEW. Um, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't really cut the other way. Well, so I, I don't no, know if it's to that extent. No, I think not like AEW this. People who are just negative about you know. Yeah, the, but it's but anything. it's different. It's different, but they're going to be negative about anything that WWE does, but they're not going to give them death threats for, True. Yeah, for leaving. Not, you know, that, that's a very different yeah. level there. Yeah. Well, I think the people who are doing death threats, that's an extreme example as well. That's not the, that's not the total of those people. Those, those, those yeah, people. I mean, but people that are making the kind of excuses that those people make for what WWE is putting on TV is, is astounding. I don't know how you get through those mental gymnastics. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I... I really don't know how anyone can watch that show, those shows right now. I, I can't watch them at all. No. What I have watched has been awful. So I've been I've gotten away from that. And then I think the more interesting thing about WWE right now is what's going on behind the scenes. You know, he yeah, Vince McMahon is 76 years old. He's trying to figure out a way to cash in a bit, couple billion dollars. He wants money. He wants to he wants to set his family up for generations to come. And, and he needs to sell his company. He needs someone to come along and they can provide content to. Uh, Comcast is perfect because they got the, the Peacock Network and WWE is already on there. And we keep seeing that, you know, he hired Nick Khan to do the things behind the scenes. And they handle well, and they also kind of have had a long, long standing, long, long standing yeah. relationship with Universal. I mean, yeah. with NBC Universal, it goes back 40 years. So, yeah. yeah, Nick Khan's that know. guy who's negotiated sports contracts for. Uh, sports yeah. TV contracts for generation or generation now. So yeah, I mean that's that was a good hire by WWE, but they, they made that product where it's not watchable. I, I heard a really good comparison. It was from somebody you don't really like, Jim Cornette. His his his, his podcast. They're talking about how once if it's Comcast or Disney or whoever but buy WWE, is the WWE going to become another Disney on Ice kind of thing? It's just going to be a touring. Hey, come watch Randy Orton. And, I mean, and it's Rock already kind of like that, though. It's already kind of like that with house shows, anyway. Mm. I mean, I mean it, house shows are not in continuity. Yeah. I mean, you know, so the house shows were always like that. Yeah. It's just a question of, you know, I, I mean, the guys were doing the same matches every night. I mean, it's always how house shows have been. So I, I, I if he, I mean, if he said that, he's not wrong. It's just he, once again, he's always looking at things that how he remembers them rather than yeah. how they actually were. Yeah, he's an old school guy. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I, I know a lot of those things. He's not, he's not real big on a lot of the AEW product and he's coming around. It looks like I'm some of this stuff. Let's get to AEW. They just had full gear sure. and we have a new champion. Um, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega lost to the hangman, Adam page, which I think was a really great storyline for a long period of time. I mean, this, it was a two year story build. Yeah. 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 Maybe even longer than that, depending like on how you look at it. No. So, are um, you surprised they went ahead and did this with Adam Page and not uh, hurry into a match with Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega? 
No, and for, for a few different reasons. We can get to the, the stuff with Kenny Omega in a minute, but no, I'm not, because th- this is a long-term plan by Tony Khan. He's not going to change it just because he gets some new toys. He's not Vince McMahon. Um, there's always a way for them to get it back on Kenny Omega if you want to have those kind of dream matches with with yeah. you know uh, with CM Punk or whoever. Yeah. You know when they need fresh opponents, they they can always move the title. That's not a huge deal. But I mean, especially after hearing what what uh, Kenny Omega was going through with his injuries, um, it's not surprising. They've also left the door open for uh, another Hangman um, Kenny match. If you'll notice during that title match. There was one thing that was missing that everybody predicted, and that is that Hangman did not kick out of the one-winged angel. And so that's something that they'll save for the for the rematch down the line. But it's going to be a while because Kenny's hurt. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they wrote him off TV tonight. Okay, and I hadn't seen it yet. I mean, we're recording this on, on Wednesday night right after yeah. EW and I actually haven't been able to watch it. I've been kind of glancing at it as I've been recording stuff tonight. But I've only uh, been so I've, I haven't seen it at all either. I saw the highlights, yeah. but I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Okay, so we now know that you know Adam Cole is in AEW, and I love yeah. Adam Cole. I think he's awesome. Uh, Bobby Fish is now in AEW. Um, there is some talk about um, Kyle O'Reilly is going to be released. His, his contract ends soon in the WWE. Um, yeah. I think I heard it was either end of November or end of December, but his contract. Yeah. Was, I can't remember something yeah. like that. Yeah. So what you think we'll likely see Kyle O'Reilly also in AEW sooner than later? Yeah, I do. I think what we're going to get eventually is um, a sort of undisputed era versus uh, the, of course they won't call it that, but an undisputed yeah. era versus uh, um, elite. Yeah. Um, well, feud, that's although. Again, with Kenny, with Kenny, with Kenny out, though, it's going to be a little while. So they'll they'll do some filler before then. Um, Well, who do they have from the elite? Because now they don't. AEW doesn't have a thing with with impacts. So does that mean Gallows and Anderson are gone now? Yes, Gallows and Anderson are not not around anymore. The elite just um, the Bucks and Adam Cole. If there's no and and Brandon Cutler. And, uh, oh, yeah. and I guess technically Michael Nakazawa, but, and, and technically Don Callis, although I don't, I don't think we, we count them. So, so I uh, but, think, I think Don Callis with Kenny Omega is really good. It's a great act. Yeah. They, they're, they're good together. Well, but, but here's the thing. I have thing no use it, for the other two. Well, it's, here's the thing about it though. So you've got, I mean, this is my prediction anyways. It looks to me like the elite are going to be a, a babyface faction um, from now on for a little while because you've got um, you'll because of the way that the Adam Cole match, I'm sorry, Hangman Adam Page match went down. Um, the Young Bucks could have interfered, knocked him off for the Buckshot Lariat, but instead they gave him a, a, a nod. He went ahead and did it, nailed it, won. Um, they have sort of. Um, been building up a Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole match. And so I have a prediction that what will happen is is that Adam Cole is going to lose to Jungle Boy. He will then have, um, then that's when we'll maybe see Kyle Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish come out and attack the Bucks. And that's when you'll get to see that. You'll have Adam Cole and um, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, Red Dragon, versus... um, 
versus the Bucks and I guess Jungle Boy. I don't I don't know who else they get to to be in that spot. It's not going to be Kenny, not for a year. Well, let me ask this question: The one person who was in you know the old Bullet Club Elite thing, I guess you'd have was yeah. Cody. Yeah, I don't know. Cody's got his own thing going on. He's getting the shit booed out of him. They're trying like hell to keep him as a baby face, and he's getting booed every time he comes out. Like they need I to go dis- ahead and turn him. I disagree. I think he's pulling a John Cena, but he's a knowing John Cena. So but he's not. He's not. He's not that talented. Um, I really I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I think the thing about little, it is, do is little that they, you know, kids like Cody. Mm, no, but he's trying to be. But I mean, he's being the John Cena baby face that everybody hates. So you know, or, or actually, the early Rock did this too. Like you know, then they then they you know the people were chanting "Die Rocky, die." Yeah, and then eventually they figured it out. But the difference is, is that they that actually did turn him heel. So yeah. I I don't know. I, I can't. The way I see that going down is that once Cody um, turns heel, it'll be. I, I think they will do it eventually. It's gonna be very interesting the direction they go with him, though. Yeah. Um, I just, I just wonder who else would be available to team with the young bucks to be in a thing against. Well, they're baby faces. So, I mean, you'd have to give, I, you could do any number of people you could do hangman, yeah. but I don't see that happening because for a lot of reasons, I don't see that happening because hangman is not going to want to be feuding with Adam Cole. Um, at least not for a little while. Yeah. Uh, you could use jungle boy. But that kind of messes up the Jurassic Express. Okay. Um, I don't know who else. Um, Moxley's out for a while. Yeah. So that gives his partner in crime, Eddie Kingston, not yeah. not a whole lot to do. Uh, we so haven't you could, you could get him. We haven't talked about but John Moxley yet, and we haven't talked since what happened to John Moxley. So for people who don't know, yeah. John Moxley, a lot of people know, is the former Dean Ambrose in WWE. Uh, checked into an in an in what do they call it? Uh, rehabilitation inpatient center, rehab inpatient rehab that's where i'm going yeah. inpatient rehab uh, yeah. for alcohol and um you know it, it they had cm punk come out and say a little something about it and uh you know it they, they played it they went ahead and, and said it and put it out there for everybody obviously they would have done that without john moxley's blessing but um that's pretty courageous to come out and do that and, and admit it up front especially in wrestling where you can fake an injury or do something and say hey, i'll be out in six months well, the thing is, though, is that their their view of kayfabe is way different than you know WWE's. WWE would have written them off with like an injury or something, and then yeah. kept it hush hush. Sure. But that's not the way AEW works. I mean, not at all. I mean, you know, there could have been any number of ways they could have done a lot of things, but instead they just kind of put the truth out there and said it. You know. Yeah. So. All right, a couple of things I want to catch on. One, I was going to bring up Cody sure. because I think that Cody's just been. Uh, 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 a ship on the water with no with no direction. Uh, how much of him not turning heels because of his TV show? Um, probably a lot of it. Okay. You know, I don't know. I mean, keep in mind. I mean, people that say yet? that stuff. No, I don't. I don't care. I don't I like reality a couple shows. episodes. It's dreadful. Um, it I, I don't dreadful. like. I don't like reality shows. But here's the yeah, thing about either. it. So, Cody doesn't have control over his own character. So, and Tony Khan is a very smart man. So. You'll, I think we'll see that heel turn. It's kind of a question what they, where they go with it. I mean, they, they've alluded to it already. Malachi Black said something about it. You know, I mean, that's happening. It's just a question of when. Yeah. So and and how they do it. Um. 
you know, he, if it, it would, I don't think they're going to ever have him challenge for the, for the, the championship. Yeah. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but one of their big things is they want to make sure that, um, that the uh, stipulations are sticky. Yeah. He said he could never challenge for the cha- for the title again. Yeah, he lost. He can never. Ta- yeah, he yeah he can never. Yeah, he can never challenge for the title again. So, last I don't think they'll do that. Last couple of things I wanted to catch on. Um, I want to talk about CM Punk for a minute. I'm a huge CM Punk fan. He's my one of my favorite. He's in my Rushmore of favorite wrestlers. I'm not saying greatest, my favorite wrestlers of all time. CM sure. Punk is one of them. Are they using him too much? No, uh, actually, that match that he had with Eddie Kingston was I heard, awesome. I heard it was really good. I have not seen awesome. it. Awesome. I heard it was great. Yeah. What I mean by that is they seem to have put him on. I think I have a problem with him being on that Friday night show. I mean, the only attraction for that Friday night show when no one's watching. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think they're overusing him. If they were overusing him, um, you know, he would be on all. He would be on all the time. He'd be one of the first challengers for. Um, for hangman i no i don't think they're overusing him at all um they're using him in a very sort of specific manner uh that kind of surprises me a little bit but yeah yeah, i don't i mean i don't think they're overusing it i don't don't think that's a problem at all actually okay i was curious i want to hear your opinion on that and then yeah um there are two guys that i think are just phenomenal on their shows um I'm not even getting. I was thinking about something for well, for a second there. Anyway, two guys I think are phenomenal. One, Miro. I yeah. was totally against what they did with this guy in the very beginning. They made him look like a, a comic book, like a comic book goof. He likes some of them an art, a bad Archie cartoon or a comic book in the 70s. Yeah. Um, but I love what they're doing now. Um, so now he's doing these interviews where he's like, it's like religious almost it's you know no it is religious he's a man where god God has forsaken him yeah he's going to beat the shit out of people until god takes him back so who's going to play the role of god nobody nobody doesn't need that i mean he's he's literally talking to god there's no there's 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 nothing else going on there there's no there's no higher power here now the one thing that they haven't done surprisingly is that uh, lana hasn't shown up yet so eventually eventually she'll show up she's yeah she, she actually owns the name. Yeah, she actually owns the name Lana now. Does she? This is something new, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. That's something relatively new, so... People um, who don't know Lana from WWE, who was with him when he was in his Rusev yeah. gimmick, that's his real-life wife, which means yeah. that dude totally outkicked his punk coverage. Yeah, so he, he talks about, like... That's why he keeps talking about his hot wife. I mean, she's going to show up at some point. It's just a question of when, so I don't know if they'll do that. Maybe maybe she'll be the uh, maybe she'll wind up being the higher power. I don't know. I really don't think they're going to go that way though. Um, I think I think they're just going to have him basically having a dialogue with God, and that's his uh, that's his character. Um, so, so no one's going to show I, I up like that. God, like like Vince McMahon challenged God to a match one time. No, and Shawn Michaels' no. partner. Yeah, okay. No, that's not what they're doing. Um, yeah, it's not yeah, what they're that's, doing. That's hokey WWE, so they don't do any AEW. Yeah, yeah. I, I want this to is ask, like a crazy person, you know, sparring with God. So yeah. the other one, and this is my favorite guy in all of AEW. Probably my favorite thing in all of wrestling. I love MJF. Oh yeah, he's great. This guy is the best heel since Roddy Piper. But like, like WrestleMania one, Roddy Piper. 
Yeah, I would I would suspect we will see MJF as the champion. Um, I don't know if we'll see him right away because I think we'll have, but I think the Hangman MJF uh, story is is going to happen. Yeah, I think that's coming. I mean, he's apparently I and I haven't seen this yet, but apparently he's there's going to be a, an MJF Punk feud, and that should be good. Yeah. I can't wait to hear those guys. I can't wait to hear those guys cut promos on each other. I thought um, Eddie Kingston had a great one with CM Punk a couple of Fridays ago. Oh, Eddie Kingston is one of the best talkers in wrestling anyway. Yeah. I mean, the, the, he has that rare ability to make anything he says seem real. Yes. And it did and, seem real. That was great. Yeah. And that's what's great about Eddie Kingston. Yeah. But I love MJ. He's got his parents cutting promos on him about how their bastard son or whatever they've termed it, I mean, they don't like their own son. They're doing yeah. this on social media. It's hilarious. And yeah. he is kayfabing everybody. I'll say this. The only thing about MJF that they have to be careful with is that he's, he has to not be too entertaining because it's a very fine line when you when you want to get heel heat, yeah. like you want to see him get his ass kicked, but you don't want him to be so entertaining that you all of a sudden he becomes cool. Yes. Like, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. You see, I'm going with that. So, I'm a big fan of MJF, but th- that's a tricky balance they've got to get. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see him just straight up turn into Piper circa 1984. I just, I just love it. That's what well, I, that's or, what I, I see. Mean, or Ric Flair like 1986, maybe yeah. better comparison because he's got that sort of yeah. wealthy, you know, the wealthy yeah, gimmick, kind of and, yuppie and, kind of thing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but just the the smirk on his face, the way he kind of has, eh, yeah, screw. You. He has a very punchable face. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love his promos. I, I just think, and he's got now he has you know Wardlow as the heater behind him, and and Sean Spears. Like, and again, following MJF is probably a good fit for him. But I, that's the best act in wrestling to me, is MJF. Yeah, yeah, he's real. He's he's a really great heel. Um, he's definitely like the future, one of the you know the, the leader of the of the heels in the company. Yeah. Um, and and I mean they've made that pretty clear. You know they had the the four pillars speech that they that he had they had him give yeah um and those guys those four guys are going to feud with each other forever yeah and um, those four are going to be what darby darby allen yep and jf jungle boy yep and who's sammy guevara sammy guevara yep yeah well i like him a lot i think he's the only thing in that group they have well i should say that i like santana ortiz i especially like well i get them mixed up the bigger one, Santana. 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 Yeah, I like him. He's the bigger guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but those, I like. I like those two. I. I don't like what Chris Jericho's doing. Uh, that whole thing with him and the America's Top Team. They basically made Dan Lambert into the into the uh, the, the, the Jim Cornette is Jim what that Cornette. was. That's what it is. They, they basically I actually liked that, but I, I was the only problem was was they um, talk like Jim Cornette. Yeah. The only problem was they couldn't get um, Masvidal as, as you know. There's no way Dana White was going to let him wrestle, and it was pretty clear that was kind of where they were going with it. But uh, I, I actually liked that feud. Um, it would be better if they could get the actual Jim Cornette to get his ass kicked. You know what? But, it, uh, I wonder how much money it would take. I think I, I I think that there's a part of him that wants to do it. Yeah, the, 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 part I'm of sure him there that is. wants to. And I think there's a part of him that wants to go, you know what? I worked you guys the whole time. Yeah, there probably is. I don't know. It's, you know, he, he's, he's burned bridges at every 
place he's worked at. I mean, yeah. ROH made him, you know, they, they made, he was persona non grata there. Yeah. He got fired from NWA. Yeah. Of course, everybody WWE hates him. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I can't imagine him be ever being hired by Tony Khan for a lot of reasons. Yeah. As much as people, I think, would like to see him get his ass kicked. Preferably by like the young bucks. That'd be well. I think awesome. this thing that yeah, but I don't think never he happen. would want to do if he went there. He would want to be with the FTR. Maybe he does well, like he, he does it. like FTR. Yeah, he does like. He, FTR. he has said it that the one people, the one person, pe- people who would he can come out of it that he'd come out and do something for is the FTR. Yeah, and uh, and I liked him. And Tully Blanchard's awful. Tully Blanchard is awful. Awful. Yeah, There's nothing. I, I mean. I don't even understand what he, he does. He doesn't bring a whole lot to the act. I mean, no, he adds nothing to that act. I think Arne the FTR Ar- should turn on him and, and, and side with Arn Anderson. Yeah, Arn Anderson has adds some things. Uh, yeah, totally. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so my kiddo was at my son. Oh, kiddo, he's not a kid anymore. My son was at an AEW taping a couple weeks ago, and he said that you can see that Arn Anderson is going to turn on Cody. Okay, I could see that. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I think maybe it goes the other way around because I think Cody, Cody turns, turns on, on Arn. Yeah, yeah, because the, the thing is is that I mean how's Arn gonna get heat on Cody? Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, it's not gonna happen. I mean, yeah. Cody beating up Arn would be would get a lot more heat at this point. So well, if they're gonna have somebody turn, yeah. I mean that that would be the direction. Yeah. Um does Ric Flair end up in AEW at some point? Man, that's a tough one. He's you know, available. before, before he, yeah. And before all the other stuff happened with, um, dark side of the ring, I would have yeah. said 100% yes, but I think, yeah, I think so too. I think he's already doing personal appearances. There. He's already doing personal public appearances again. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I think he'll show up there eventually. Yeah. Um, I was curious what your thoughts were there. I think I think he'll show up there eventually. I would be willing to bet actually that they'll make a run at signing Ashley Charlotte yeah. um, at some point. Okay. Because I'm there's, you, you know. That. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. There's a thing with Charlotte and Becky Lynch over on WWE. They now put it on TV. Um, apparently, they don't like each other. And apparently, no, pretty none much of those... nobody likes Charlotte. Yeah, nobody likes Charlotte. And I, I guess the, the four horsewomen there. Or don't get along now, which is yeah. um, Sasha, and Becky, we don't know the four Charlotte, and or Charlotte yeah. Flair, Becky Lynch, um, Bailey, and um, Sasha Banks. Yeah, which I mean, that's those four are the best things they've got. They're great. I mean, they, those were like put on TV and it'd be a great product. Those those four, um, but yeah, it seems like no one wants to work with Charlotte Flair, and now she's just like, well, you know, whatever. It seems like she's trying to get fired. You think her entire family's over on the other show? Yeah, her her fiance <laughs> and her father, and yeah. I mean, and, and also, I mean, there's no way that like she didn't have like Tully and Arn and Dustin and yeah. Cody all hanging out with you know all hanging out at the Flair household. Yeah. So the, the entire group is over on the other is on the other show. I mean, she actually appeared. People forget this, but she actually appeared on WCW TV a few times um, when she was really young in the '90s. Yeah, and so so they you know it's pretty clear that everybody that she would want to be associated with is on the other show. Career, she's better off in WWE, at least for now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Do. I think she's already big enough, a big enough deal where she could do that non-wrestling career and not need to be on WWE yeah. TV. I've already said I mean, if, I, if I was in Hollywood, I'd hire her to be an action star. Yeah, she could, sure. To me, she could be a a, a, a ladies wrestling or ladies action star. I mean, I, she she looks great. She's she's she she's tall. She's athletic. She's got a great body. She's very very attractive. Like she's tailor made to be in TV movies. I mean, just yeah, maybe more so than anybody else. Um, I do think that. Um, uh, Sasha Banks is one of those that could be too. I mean, she's already on the Mandalorian. Well, she's on the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, she's um, yeah. Char- Charlotte. I don't know if she has the acting chops. I don't know how yeah, good she is in that, but yeah, yeah, kind of. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Plenty, she, she there's be... plenty of people in Hollywood who aren't good actors. No, that's true too. Big roles. That's true. I mean, there's plenty of. Them. I mean, there's Gina Carano, right? Who I mean, she got fired, but she was a terrible actress. And, yeah. She's one of the lead characters in the Mandalorian. So yeah, I mean, that's she got fired because not because she's a bad. Well, actor. she got fired because she's a horrible person. But that's yeah. beside the point. Yeah. Um, speaking of horrible people, uh, one of those WWE releases. So I heard a rumor. Tell me if you've heard this or if it's true or disprove it or tell me if it's not true. I heard the re- reason that Nia Jax was released was because it was due to the COVID vaccination. So I think that was part of it. I don't know the whole story, obviously, okay. but. She did say on social media that um, she like needed a mental break, and so she was, you know, she was sort of recovering from that. And then they fired her out of nowhere, and there was really no mention of COVID vaccinations. But they did say that I have heard that some of those releases were due to not wanting to get a, a COVID shot. So for that's not a completely out there theory. Was there anybody else you heard specifically about on that? I think Karrion Cross was the other one. See that okay, that was the one I was wondering because yeah, I don't see why they let him go. Right. Well, they were doing nothing with him. Well, he, I the mean, gimmick he was in was was stupid, but he, they should they never should have broken him and Scarlet up. I mean, yes, that was a terrible. Hundred percent. She's the money. But yeah. he's really great. And yeah, they should have taken exactly that was one of those things again. What they did in NXT, take it right to the main roster. Yep, and they didn't do that. Yeah. So I want to ask about something else real quick here. Uh, Ring of sure. Honor. Ring mm-hmm. of Honor is going to have their next big show. They're, I don't know if it's a, 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 they're not a pay-per-view. Are they? How they Probably do? their last show ever. It, so I was, that's where I wanted to go with this. The Ring of Honor has said they're going to uh, go dark for the first quarter of 2022. Everybody who's currently under contract is getting their contract released at the end of 2021. Um, there was some exceptions that was going to go to the the end of the first quarter. I don't know. I remember hearing, but I don't exactly remember what it was. Do you see? think we see Ring of Honor back on television? No, I don't. If we do, it'll be. It might as well just be a totally different show because they've already they've already lost at least two of their really big signature acts. Um, I mean, there's the Briscoes are gone. Yeah. And uh, Jay Lethal has obviously been signed on AEW He's television. On AEW yeah. Um, uh, so I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I, it doesn't matter. Now I have heard that Sinclair Broadcasting is having lots of their stock prices way down. They're having lots of issues. It's obviously a cost of having wrestling. Uh, Sinclair 
you know, did in Ring of Honor, I guess Ring of Honor is, is part of Sinclair Networks. Uh, they own them, yeah. Yeah, uh, Ring of Honor did the right thing by a lot of those people during COVID and kept paying their contract, even though there was no TV. There was, they were just doing kind of best of shows and some interviews here and there via Zoom, but they kept paying those guys, which, I mean, that's, that's cool. But they did that. But uh, what happens to the Ring of Honor brand? Is that going to be something that WWE goes and buys and throws on their net on the, is part of their, you know, buying every library they can get? And we'll see that on Peacock? I don't think WWE is going to be the ones trying to buy it. I mean, they might, but um, I would guess that AEW, uh, Tony Khan will buy buy that. That was my next question. Is this where Tony Khan now starts to figure out a way to get that and begin some kind of a streaming for himself? I don't know, but I, I think I would suspect, I mean, they'll, they'll eventually have a streaming service, what but I would suspect, oh yeah. yeah. Um, I will suspect that, I mean, if, if nothing else, it'll be on HBO max. I mean, you know, so how the, would that be? I do, help, help me out on that one. Cause it's on the Turner network. So because it's on Turner network, HBO oh, max okay. is the so streaming service. Yeah. They would, they would, that AEW might buy it and provide that to HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause it would be like, you know, cause it'd be, it'd be like how Peacock deals with uh, WWE now. Yeah. It's the same, same idea. Yeah. Um, but okay. yeah, what I would expect them to do it for one reason. And that is because the very first all in show was actually our, it was an ROH show. Yes, it was, they used ROH cameras and they used all the equipment and everything. Yeah, ROH owns the rights to that show. So if there's going to ever oh, be, if it, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. So if anybody's going to buy that show, it's going to buy that tape library. It would be uh, AEW, not um, not WWE. Not WWE doesn't have a reason to have it, really. I mean, they none of I mean none of their bigger stars came from there, so they're not you know unless they just want to have it to have it, which I mean that's definitely a, a thing for them. Yeah, um, but. You know, it would definitely seem to me that AEW would have a, a bigger interest in, in, in only yeah. that. that well, AEW doesn't any money on anything right now. They're trying to cut everything they can. To yeah, make their yeah. I can't imagine that. I think, I think at one point, yeah. I think at one point it was for sale, and there was no like WWE didn't want to buy it. There, the yeah. the the tape library. Yeah. Um. There, there was some controversy over whether that was true or not. So I have no idea. But uh, last thing I've got, and this is the going back to AEW for a second is AEW has now got some kind of a work, some kind of an agreement with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, uh, they've had it for a while. But I mean, Actually, now it seems like it's... Door. Yeah, uh, but now it's real. <laughs> I mean, we've gotten through COVID. Now we have, you know, uh, we've seen... So far, who have we seen so far from New Japan? We've seen... Uh, Suzuki. Suzuki. And we've Ishii. seen Ishii. Yeah. Um, we've seen... Um, Let's see here. Who else have we seen? Um, what? Tanahashi has shown uh, up. Yeah. Okay. He so, showed up on the. He showed up like just to say hello, essentially. Yeah. Um, so now we, and we've uh, seen it. We've seen them make. We've seen the. Let me go here. Um, AEW has made um, comments that like things like Orange Cassidy is now in the Chaos um, group in New Japan. Um, and so they're, they're, they're making, you know, t- talked about that a little bit and bringing on. Now we're seeing this, this past week on AEW, Orange Cassidy came to the ring with chaos stuff and with Ishii as his yeah. partner. I never thought I would see Ishii on, on uh, AEW. He's, he's one of the two or three guys I really like from New Japan. I'm not a let, big let alone, guy. 
but he's my one of my favorites. Let, let alone tagging with Orange Cassidy, which yeah. seems kind of an odd. That's, that's, that's like an odd, odd, yeah. some odd pairings. That's like a junk, yeah. It's like a junkyard dog in a in a real high dollar cat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it just it's a kind of a strange pairing, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I th- this is all leading to Okada showing up. Yeah. Um, well, my I, questions were one: Will we yeah. see Okada in America? Yeah, one hundred percent. We're going to see Okada. Yeah, I would expect him, soon. He's only done a couple shows here, but since he's been big, I mean, he was on, in Impact or like when it was TNA for a short period of time. Yeah, but, you know that broke uh, the TNA um, New Japan relationship. Yeah, him being on there, they didn't like the way that he was treated. So yes. that. Yeah. Um, and then he, but they had the uh, Ring of Honor New Japan uh, pay per view, not pay per view, but uh, the house show in Madison Square Garden a couple of years ago. Where Okada was the champion and the headliner of that was WrestleMania week a couple of years ago, and yep. they sold that thing out. I mean, he's he's yeah. a draw. Um, I think he's incredible. He's my he's my favorite. I mean, Ishii's one of my favorite. Okada is my definitely my favorite. All the Japanese wrestlers, probably of all time. Um, I I really want to see him come over. Um, I said so I wanted to ask that one is Okada coming? You say yes. Yes. Okay. Are we going to see AEW guys going to Japan to be like on the uh, Wrestle Kingdom show? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's been that way. I'll, I'll make that. Yeah, absolutely. And okay. um, Okada showing up. I mean, everybody, there's a bunch of dream matches involving Okada. Um, one of the reasons why Brian Danielson wanted to work in Japan was because he wanted to work with Okada. So if they can get that on, T- on AEW TV, that's a huge deal. Yeah. So yeah, and, and you know, I want to know I definitely see him punk match. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that would be great. I um, do like the way they're easing CM Punk into matches. Yeah, I do too. I think the the more interesting matches with with Okada are going to be. I, I think everybody wants to see another Kenny Omega one if, if it's possible. Yeah. Hangman obviously, CM Punk would be good. Danielson will be good. I actually like to see him. The, the one I was hoping for was Ishii and Miro. It's because I want to see those two guys oh. beat the shit out of each other. They would be, that would be, that would be strong. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a strong style match. Yeah. yeah Ishii. The, how, how tall is Ishii? If you haven't seen like this guy, five, he's, seven. Yeah, he's a short guy. <laughs> he's just built like a, like a, like a, like a statue, like a stone statue. They call him the stone pit bull. Yeah. And this is, he's, this is my guy. I just, he looks like he's trying to hurt you. He, does. Like oh, he, he looks like he's trying to be yeah he looks like he's he looks like he's trying to hurt you yeah um yeah apparently i haven't seen this either but apparently his match at uh um his match at uh the battle in the valley was supposed to be really great but i haven't i don't i didn't get obviously i haven't seen it so that was one of those they just had new, new japan just had a couple shows in California. yeah it was one in san jose okay yeah I, I remember reading about it again i haven't followed that quite that but that closely so that's why i have you here so. Yeah, that's why. Right. That's what I do. All right, so we'll have you on again in a couple of weeks. But um, okay, so we got any predictions for the next, you know, two to three weeks uh, for in between now and maybe right before Christmas? Yeah, Survivor Series is going to be pretty terrible. Yeah, um, it'll be uh, it'll be borderline unwatchable except for Roman Reigns. Um, AEW, it looks. I mean, they have a long time to build for their next pay per view and, and some of these other things. And it's until January, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So we'll see a really great match with, uh, um, we'll see some really great matches there. Brian Danielson and Hangman, that's coming, obviously, um, with 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 Brian Danielson winning that tournament. 
Um, we'll probably see MJF and CM Punk, which will be very entertaining. Um, you know, there's there's a lot that's going to go. There, there's a lot that we're going to see coming there. I'm curious to see what they do with Adam Cole. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with Jurassic Express. Uh, you know, there's a whole there's a whole lot of stuff going on there. A lot of moving parts with them right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see where where all of that goes. One last question here uh, of the WWE releases from the last, you know, this last round and the round before, will we see any of them show up in AEW? Tough one. I think we, yeah, I mean, there's, there's clearly there, there will be a few, but AEW's roster is pretty stacked now. I mean, yeah. they, don't they can't really, right. yeah, they, they, they don't. And, you know, so it's, um, one thing that happened this weekend was uh, Bronson Reed from NXT, who's a, another guy that should be unscrew upable. Yeah, uh, he's a big so He looks like King Kong Bundy, but with actual yeah, talent. yeah. So he showed up in on New Japan, on oh, New Japan man. Strong. Yeah, um, they call him Jonah, which is uh, that's yes, entertaining. I, I guess because like a whale. Yeah. yeah. So he's shown up there. I, I would expect actually the only person I, I would I would definitely think would be uh, Keith Lee. We might show up in uh, in AEW and the and from uh, um, ROH. We didn't really talk about this, but there's one person I think that they that they will 100% sign in AEW is Danhausen. Danhausen yeah. is hurt right now. Okay, yes, I, I'm going to go in on this one because I did not know about this guy until a, a <laughs> few weeks ago, a, few, a couple months ago, maybe. And yeah. I heard about this guy named Danhausen, and I heard he has a crazy voice and. He, does his YouTube videos, and I was like, "Oh, not another Young Bucks kind of thing." This dude's oh. goofy as fuck, but he's funny. And I have like, seen what would happen if you combine the Undertaker with uh, combine with you combine the Undertaker with Conan O'Brien? Yeah, <laughs> that's, kinda, that's kind of a, that's a good way of putting it. I was kind of like like yeah. me from Vendetta and the Undertaker, but, it, but he's goofy. So I guess Conan O'Brien and the Undertaker is a really good way of putting it. Uh, he has this goofy voice, and he. He talks in his little videos about wanting a rocket car. He's gonna make, he's gonna make money because he wants to buy a rocket car and an all gold house. And yeah. it's it's just fantastically funny. I've never watched this guy wrestle. Can he work at all? He's not a great worker, but he's pretty good. I mean, he's he's. He, 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 let's put it this way: you don't you don't like com- work. You don't like comedy wrestlers, but that's what he is. He's a comedy wrestler, and he's a very good one. You're right. Um, I don't like comedy wrestlers. Why so do not like Orange Cassidy? Yeah, he's he's not as good as or I don't think he's as good as Orange Cassidy. He's as far as being a, an actual worker, well, but he's he's pretty good and he's a, he's a he's an amazing talker. But the way I see him showing up on AEW television is maybe not so much of a wrestler as more like a Piper's Pit type segment, which was something that they were doing in okay. ROH a little bit. Okay, I could totally see that happening. Um, okay. Wrestling, I mean. He wrestle occasionally. I, I don't see him as a full time wrestler just because that's not really where his strength is. I mean, he's, no. he's good. He's not. He's not a bad worker. It's just you know they've got so many guys that are so great there that I can't imagine him, yeah. you know, working a lot of long matches. But I mean, just the potential to have him working with like Chris Jericho. Yeah. I, I mean, well, Jericho's got to find somebody to still still stuff with from. I mean, he's. That, that I mean, the, the, but the problem is Danhausen is hurt. Oh, okay. Um, so it's going to be a little bit before we see him going anywhere. I mean, he's really hurt. So okay. he broke. Uh, he broke his. Uh, um, this is tibula that he broke. 
can't remember, but it's a really bad break. So, um, but I could totally, but yeah, I, I can't imagine him not showing up in AEW at some point because he's the kind of guy that Tony Khan just loves. Okay. Yeah. I, that goal, like I get the comedy, you know, it's good. You gotta kind of have a slot for everything and I get it. You know, the comedy wrestlers, the orange Cassidy's and, and, um, you know, Dan Housen, I guess is in that. And then, you know, I consider the Young Bucks comedy wrestlers too. I, I really don't. Right, so here's the thing. I'm going to go in on. I'm going to go in on Jim Cornette for a second, because okay. you're getting this kind of. You're getting this non. You're getting this from Jim Cornette. His that sort of viewpoint. I'm going to go in on him for a second. Okay. Jim Cornette is full of shit. Okay, and here's why. He he's comparing everything to Memphis in it's the true. 80s. Okay, and, in the and 70s Memphis and 80s. is as goofy as anything. And Memphis is as goofy as anything. So what, what he's looking at. Is things that is how he remembers them. He remembers these guys as being tough. But you know what? He was 15 if you when he yeah. in the era that he's talking about. So if you go back and you look at some of the angles that Jerry Lawler, um, yeah. Don Fargo, were in, were were goofy. They were comedy sure. wrestlers. St- Stan Frazier was a, is a good one. Come out painted like Kamala. You know, he's the white Kamala, whatever yeah. that is. Well, I agree with so, all that. You know, yeah. so it's it's not really, um, yeah. I mean, I. Well, let me explain where my thing on Young Bucks is, is that I, I've watched them and I've tried. Um, one, you can't call yourself young anything when you're down three games to one to the male, male battered balls. One of them is, I mean, he's bald. I mean, he's he's got the Shawn Michaels thing. Bald. See, but, but the fact that they still call themselves the Young Bucks when they're heels makes them even douchier. So that's funny. Yeah. Okay. So the douchey stuff. That actually works for me. That, <laughs> yeah. that what they've done lately actually works. Here's where I think it would work better. It would work better without a, the the cutlet and the the other guy. So a brand of color. I keep wanting Nakamura, but isn't that name of the, No, Michael Zawa. Yeah. Yeah. See, if they lost that, and if they let, um, if they let Don Callis talk. He could sell them, and I would be get behind that a little bit. I think that's where I would like that, um, you know. But then they, they get in the ring, and like we saw it in the beginning, before the elite became the elite, when when you still had Gallows and Anderson, they were there, and you look at those two, and you see Gallows and Anderson, you go, wow, it's different. Uh, even FTR is big guys, but yeah. they look different. They're bigger than the young bucks. The young bucks, these skinny little guys. Now, where you could draw a comparison, and I think this is totally legit, you could draw a comparison with the Young Bucks and the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Sure. I can see that. Yeah. Or the Rockers, actually. In the Rockers? It might, yeah, be, might, be, a better, might be a better comparison yeah. because they're, they're, the, the, Rock, the Rock and Roll Express, if you watch their matches, I mean, they were kind of, they weren't the high-flying guys that people remember no, them as. The, rock, they, they, the Rockers were yeah, more high-flying. The Rockers were more, more about Ricky Morgan like getting that. his ass kicked. And then, yeah, and, and then that. Robert Gibson coming in saving. Yeah, hot yeah. tag, yeah. But I I think we're um, – I think we're like we're with Cornette. And the reason that he's so negative on them – there's some personal stuff there too. Let's not get past that. That's that's definitely a part of it. Um. But I think where like and where I came out on this and why I was real negative, Nancy, on the Young Bucks and really kind of still am, is that I don't like their style. I just it's it seems to bring everyone to them, and they don't work anyone else's style. I would love to see them work a, a match with the Lucha Brothers where they're both doing some of their stuff. Well, that's a bad example. Lucha Brothers is 
should I'd go look up. Well. well, they they just did a match with the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, that's, that's a bad example. I, I admit that's a bad example because the Lucha <laughs> Brothers are going to be the high same high flyers. But whether it's the FTR or well, they did a great match. With the FTR is a five star match. I, I see. I watched that match and like it. I didn't like it FTR in the match. match. I thought it was a clash of styles. Oh no, not at all. That was an incredible match. They went right. through the whole history of tag team wrestling. Yeah, I mean they, I, they were I, doing. Steiner Brothers and Doom and and Steiner Brothers and Road Warrior spots. It was awesome. Yeah. I just I, I just have a problem with I and maybe since they're little bitty guys. I mean I'd love to see them do a little more of of sharing the match. Or probably probably the well, best way I can put it. Go watch some of their indie matches. There's a lot of there's a lot of them, especially when they were younger, when they work like when they worked power teams and. You know, they're always going to be small guys, so they're going to be the baby faces in peril, um, or they're going to be the high flying guys. If they're if they're heels, they're going to be high flying guys. They're also d bags, and that's just how that's yeah. just what they are. Yeah. But um, you know, there's you cannot watch that team. I mean, maybe you could watch them ten years ago and say their psychology was off or whatever. You cannot watch that team now and say that. Well, okay, so uh, I didn't you just see, can't. I haven't seen Full Gear yet. So I watched their yeah, match, you just but, can't. You can't yeah. say that. It was it was great. Their match. I watched, this match was great too. So. Yeah. I did watch their match uh, from the pay-per-view before when they um, they had the cage match. And I liked it. I thought it was a good match. I, I, I don't know what's a five-star match anymore. Because I think they give these, you know, Dave Meltzer five-star ratings to anything Omega's in and anything the Bucks are in. Yeah. I mean, Nick Jackson's wrestled more five-star matches than anybody in wrestling history. According to Dave Meltzer, mm, yeah. I don't know, but I don't think oh, so. Yeah. Go look. I heard that a few weeks ago. Dave, you took because you had a couple singles matches they've given five stars to, and then all the ones in the tag teams. It, it, it's so that's why I think part of it is because I don't like that whole, you know, you know, the internet wrestling feel of. Now I'm looking this up. Yeah, I, because, I think I heard that. Which which Jackson uh, was not hurt? It may not have been Nick. It was better than the other one. Uh, the one that was not injured earlier this year. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, who's had the most five star matches? Well, I mean, Miss, I mean, obviously, Mits, Mitsuhara Misawa has had the most 25. Okay. It's not even close. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I stand corrected. Again, I heard this in the third part. So, yeah, it, it, way more. You got to, yeah, it's not even, it's not even close. He's had, a, he's at had your suggestion, I will give it a better chance. I'll give him a bit more of a chance. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got him with Adam Cole. And I like Adam Cole. So I just, and, and Adam Cole's a little, a little guy. Yeah. So. Let's see here. So, I mean, let's see the Jackson. Let's see here. Now I'm looking because now you've got me, now you've got me, now you've got me interested. You, so have to include, at, you have to include all the Young's Bucks matches with, I believe it's, yeah. It Nick Jackson's the one that Matt Jackson's the one who was hurt, right? No, no, yeah, but yeah, but he didn't. He's never had a singles match that's been a five star singles match. Okay, then it and, was Nick. Then. Yeah, neither one of them has actually. Because I saw somebody was saying that there was five stars of Nick and on on Dynamite. No, last year. No, or so. what they're talking about is is the you're talking about the one with uh, Brian Danielson, but it, that that's not a, it was a, it no, was not was a, a Meltzer rated five star match. Spring. This was back in the spring. It was back when the here. brother was hurt. Um, I want to say the match was. You know what? I'm not going to recall, so I'm not going to try because I'm, I'm going to probably be wrong if I try to say this is what it was. Nope. He's never had a five star match as a single. 
No, I'm looking at it now. No, I don't see any. And, looking and, at the whole rank. Yeah, I just think that Dave Meltzer's kind of gone off the Vince McMahon deep end. No, I mean not if you not if you really listen to Dave. I, I don't, mean, and it, I don't. So. Yeah, if not if you really listen to Dave, if you if you read the stuff that people put on online where they're sort of quoting him out of context. Yeah. Now the one thing that's annoying about Dave is that if you listen to his shows, um, he is a rambler. He will ramble on about about a subject for a long time and kind of go into some different places. But he's always been that way. Okay. So yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, but I mean, his his that being said, his ratings are not the end all and be all of yeah. how good of a match is. Well, um, but I think that there's certain people, certain people at AEW who do think that. Um, I mean, there's people like that in, in the whole industry that, that look at Dave's, you know, star ratings or Wade Keller's another one, his star ratings or, um, you know, Mike Johnson or any of those guys. I mean, they, they, a lot of them play to them. So, yeah. right. you know, well, Hey, let's so uh, let's wrap it up here. I want to get I got to get let you go here in a minute. Sure, yeah. But hey, Absolutely. I want to plug um, Pro Wrestling Historical Society. What you guys are Pro doing. Wrestling Historical Society dot com. Yep. yep, and uh, and the Facebook group as well. Um, you can go there. We've got some. We've always got new shirts. We've got new uh, merch, and it supports uh, the preservation of historical records of uh, professional wrestling for um, throughout the entire world. So right. check it out. We'll do that. We'll definitely do that. Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Historical Society.com, the Facebook yep. page as well. Check that out and uh, support those guys. Yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, it's definitely something worth doing. We don't want WWE writing the history of pro wrestling. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hayden, thank you so much, man. You and I could go for a yeah, long think- time, and I do appreciate it. So, yep. thanks for coming on. Thanks for letting me uh, bounce some questions off you and kind of get me updates and stuff. And Let's chat again sometime before the end of the year, kind of get ready before, uh, you know, obviously 2022 and Russell sure. King will be here sooner than later. So I'm interested to see. They're going to do that over three days. Did I hear that correctly? Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. So um, that's actually one that I have done a couple of times and stayed up for a couple of those. So yeah, they're uh, good, man. It's fun to watch. They're fun yeah, to watch those. Yeah. Those things come like three o'clock in the morning here. It's like, oh man, it's so early. But I ended up making just to stay up late. It's the way the best way to do it. Yep. So, well, hey, Hayden, thanks for coming on. I will uh, hopefully chat with you soon. Okay. Hey, we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks to Hayden Fallick for joining me today, uh, coming on. Uh, Ellen, thank you so much for uh, helping me here. As always, you are always appreciated. Um, last thing, thanks to Tyler Jones, everyone at Studio Soapbox for all you do behind the scenes. Thank you. Hats off to you. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Uh, don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star rating. It really does help us move up the rankings and let people know that our messages are stuck out there. So until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great weekend, and be kind to one another. Take care.